Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood. Because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Today on episode number 18, I am talking to Marissa Lonick of Let Mama Work It. Marissa is the founder of Mama Work It. She's a New York native, lives in California currently, and is a former world traveler before having kids. She's a 30-something-year-old woman with six years of mom experience, 10 years of accomplished writing, and 13 years of working it corporate style. So she and I talked on this episode focusing on time management skills in motherhood. So Marissa actually wrote a book called Time Management, and in this book, she gets very vulnerable and includes a lot of personal stories about struggles she went through in her working motherhood journey and how she sort of got to a place where she feels like she can better manage her time as a working mom. So this conversation was really great because kind of shows us that, you know, Again, we talk about we don't have to be perfect as working moms, and there's all different ways we can do things. But Marissa gives some really great tangible tips and advice on how to plan and be very intentional with your time, and how when you have a plan, you can accomplish so much more in your life and your career than you even thought was possible. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation with Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you today? Great. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to talk to you today. So can you introduce yourself and your family and your career and a little bit about what you do? Sure. So my name is Marissa Lonick. I am a working mom of four, and I am married to my husband, Anthony, for the past 11 years. My boys are ages seven, seven, four, and one. So it is a busy house here. Uh, Originally from New York, now living in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've worked in my corporate career for the past 14 years. And three years ago, I founded my business, Mama Work It. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about what Mama Work It is and how that began? How did that kind of launch your passion for helping moms? Yeah. So how Mama Work It started was in 2016, I received a job promotion and my family and I moved cross country. I said I'm from New York. So we moved from New York out to California and that was a big 
change for us, right? And kind of a, mm-hmm. a new and different environment. We didn't have family around. I was starting this new job that was demanding. I had to learn a lot of new things, you know, new commute, new schedule. And I sort of had to just kind of figure it all out in a new space. And I needed a creative outlet at the time to just kind of get all these thoughts and ideas out on paper, I guess, on my laptop. So I started uh, a blog. And to be honest, I told no one about it. It was just, (laughs) it was just for me, really, like I was scared to even tell anyone that this blog existed. And it was kind of a hot mess. Like it was topics ranging from all things working motherhood to just, you know, what I was kind of going through at the time. So fast forward a few years later, I had kept getting the, I, people kept asking me the question, you know, how do you do it? How do you manage your time and, you know, pursue this blog and that no one had read, by the way, pursue this blog and work full time and have three kids. Cause I had had my third son by that time. And I just started thinking like, well, you know, I've got some strategies, I've got some tips, you know, maybe I should niche down into this more targeted platform. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And that's kind of how mama work. It was born. I just started really helping other moms you know, with their time strategy, time management, time planning to be able to prioritize themselves and put their own dreams and ambitions, you know, into play. That's great. Yeah. I think that's so important for moms to kind of look at those different time management types of skills and try to figure out like what works best for you. Because I know There's not one thing that kind of works for everybody when it comes to managing your time, especially, you know, with the size of your family or what type of career you have. So yeah, I think that's really great. Thanks. Yeah. And your own personality, right? The way you just Mm -hmm. like to live life, right? It's not a one size fits all. So that's totally true. Yeah, exactly. So you also wrote a book called Time Management. So I've been listening actually to that on Audible and yeah, lots of great tips in there. And I love how, just how real you are in there. So kind of just telling it how it is. So thank you. Yes. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about time management? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for saying that. You know, when I published that book, I'm a pretty private person, if you don't know me personally, but when I published that book, you know, I had a total like vulnerability hangover the next day. Like I was, <laughs> I was, and I knew it was going to happen to me because of just the way I am, you know, and how much I tend to share with the world. But I was like, no, if I'm going to write it, I'm going to speak the truth, you know, so I'm going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And I love when I get that feedback because I feel like for me personally, that is the best thing you can say to me about the book is that it really resonated and you felt so connected to the things I wrote about, because that was probably the hardest part for me to, you know, actually put out into the world is all those personal struggles and stories that I share in there. But yeah, I I guess what I'd say about time management, it was a labor of love. I had a lot to say on this topic and I felt like the blog was only giving me enough of a space to do that. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to reach a wider audience. I wanted to share, like I said, more personal stories And selfishly, if this makes any sense, you know, I had a goal that I wanted to write and publish this book. I love to write and I really wanted to make that happen for myself. So I thought if I can do this, it can also be sort of an indirect way to show moms that anything, and I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, anything you want to do, you can, 
if you manage your time right. No matter how busy your life is, how many demands you have, how many kids you have, you can make it happen if you want to make it happen. I love that so much. Yes. I feel very similarly with things that I've done and even creating this podcast. I think it's just something that I've always wanted to do because I actually was a student of journalism in college and I didn't follow that career path. I kind of went a different route. I went like a business route and then, but now to come back to it and like do these interviews, it just I totally agree. Like you can do anything if you have, if you just kind of plan it and make it a priority. (laughs) Absolutely. No, hundred percent. So what are some of the biggest challenges you've noticed that moms face when it comes to time management? I think the biggest things that moms face are sort of these internal jobs that we have to do. And those stem from, you know, the selflessness culture that we moms have of doing everything for everyone else, mm-hmm. the mom guilt that we're not doing enough for, for our kids or for, you know, all of our surrounding sort of obligations and the worthiness factor that we're not worthy of doing things we want to do for ourselves. I feel like moms often put their own priorities at the bottom of the to-do list And you know what happens when you put something at the bottom of the to-do list, it rarely gets done. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's kind of just things that go by the wayside there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really love those three things that you mentioned, especially I know the mom guilt is a huge topic that we all kind of talk about in the space, but also that we're not worthy of doing things we want to do for ourselves. I think that's a huge just kind of realization that when you do realize that and when you start doing the things that you want to do for yourself, it just kind of makes everything else better as well. Yeah. And the biggest thing that turned that around for me on that mindset shift was when I started realizing the example I was setting for my kids. Mm -hmm. So like if I didn't feel worthy of making myself a priority were they going to one day, you know, do the same and think the same way for themselves? Mm -hmm. And I totally couldn't handle the thought of that. I was like, no way do I want to pass on sort of that cycle. So I started making changes to that and basically started modeling by example so that they hopefully are going to be able, you know, to think that that's, you know, the normal way to live, which it should be, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. I would agree with that a hundred percent. I love that you're kind of showing your kids that normalizing it, I guess you would say. exactly. Yeah. So what other advice would you give to moms who are looking to manage their time better? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most important thing, like you said earlier, has to do with planning and just being intentional with your time. Because if you don't even know how you want to spend your time, you're going to inadvertently wasted away. Like the minute you get a free half hour or five minutes, if you don't have something that you, you know, something you'd want, you want to achieve that day or, or do with that, you know, time, Mm -hmm. you're going to just do what you're going to pick up your phone and kind of scroll through social media, or you're going to just watch something mindless on TV or just anything that's just going to distract you and sort of fill in the gap because that's the world we live in, right? We fill in every moment with something typically. But the thing is, you know, when you have a plan, you end up accomplishing so much more than you thought you were even capable of. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying that your day should be like a constant go, 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 that you don't have a moment to just take a deep breath and sit in silence. You know, that's not at all what I mean. I just mean that being organized and intentional is so important because if not, like I said, you're just going to fill your time with kind of like garbage. In the yeah. end. So like you're not going to fill it with something that fills your cup really and, and does something meaningful to you for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. There's kind of weeks that I will plan ahead and I feel on top of stuff more than I would, like not 100% perfect because perfection really doesn't exist in my opinion. But totally, when you plan ahead, at least you feel a sense of more calm and organization. And then there's those weeks where I kind of don't plan ahead because something happened or I don't know, just got away from me. And I definitely feel way more chaotic during those weeks <laughs> that I don't. Plan. Yeah. And I mean, we all know that mom life is, does not always go as planned. So this is, this is by, you know, this is not saying that like, you're going to have this plan and you're going to stick to it and everything's going to be roses. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, it does, like you said, it gives you a sense of calm. It gives you a sense of accomplishment. You know, you end your day on a much higher note, feeling like you owned that day and you weren't defeated by it. Yes, for sure. For sure. So do you have a system or like tips for maybe moms who are looking to add more of their own goals into their weeks and they kind of just feel like very overwhelmed, like I really don't have time to do this. I don't even have five minutes to myself. Yes. And this is an exercise that I do pretty much every night. And this is not a shameless plug, although I am going to plug my new journal planner here. Oh, sure. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the platform and resource I use. So of course I want to tell you about it. So every night I take no more than 10 to 15 minutes because really, realistically, who's got more time than that to Mm -hmm. dedicate to this? And I spend that short amount of time planning a few things that I want to do the next day. And I limit that to three things I will absolutely slay the next day. Like it is like no questions asked. Those are the three things I'm going to get done. Come hell or high water, it's going to happen. And then I think about a word that I want to reflect on for the next day. And I do a few other things kind of as well in this guided journal planner that I use. Mm -hmm. And I also reflect very briefly on the day that I just had. And believe it or not, even though I love to write, I'm not someone who's always been a journaler. I'm kind of doing air quotes as I say that because (laughs) I just kind of, and this is just me being real. I just kind of felt like, who's got time for that? What's the point? You know, Mm -hmm. like I got to get ahead. I got to plan for my next day and not think about that. But I felt like the two, when I developed this book, I felt like the two really went hand in hand. And here's why. When you feel good, you do good. When you feel your best, you can deliver your best. And when you're reflecting on how your day went, even just for a few minutes, which is all I do, you feel like you start to notice patterns. You know, what made you feel really good that you want maybe want to do again? What made you not feel good that you are going to, you know, be mindful of to not repeat mm-hmm. and just all the things that kind of come together. So it's kind of like a self-awareness, I think in some ways. And then this simple, simple system of planning for your next day. So that when you do get those five minutes or that half an hour, you can be intentional with it because you've, you've planned out what you need to get done. 
Yeah, I love that. And I also love how you said kind of realizing what you don't want to repeat again. So if you had a particularly like chaotic morning or something, like what happened that morning that I didn't do? Or I noticed that like if my routine's thrown off in some Mm -hmm. way in the morning, it just kind of makes everything else thrown off. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So I do that now religiously and it has, I mean, it's changed my life. Like I've, I've always been, you know, someone who's pretty intentional and, you know, time management is obviously kind of a thing, right? If you can tell just from kind of everything that I focus on in my business and mm-hmm. my life, but honestly, this short 10 to 15 minutes per night exercise that I now do is just so great and so helpful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So would you say that I know people have different methods for kind of, you know, either they write in journals or they have a planner or an electronic method. And I'm sure it doesn't really matter like which way they do it. It just as long as you take that little bit of time to actually sit down and think about things and reflect and plan. Yeah. And I think use the system that works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for exactly. me, yeah, for me, I like to do this exercise at night, but I rely heavily during the day on a, a digital calendar. Mm-hmm. So I use, you know, an Outlook calendar that reminds me of things, you know, pops up on my phone, on my laptop. It just blocks off time. So other people know I'm not available during time when I need to have, you know, certain calls or meetings or even just certain time that I've blocked off to do something for me. So that's really crucial in my life. But I know people that work better off, you know, a whiteboard in their kitchen or, you know, one of those big ginormous calendars. Like, I don't know if you follow Sarah Blakely's husband, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, her husband, Jesse Itzler, I believe you say his name. Oh, I don't. Okay. So he's obsessed with those big giant like desk calendars. And that's his system. And that's what okay. he pre- what he preaches on. And that's what he teaches <laughs> on. And so like, I'm, I'm like, whatever works for you, man, you know, yeah. like, whether it's that, whether it's your phone, whether, you know, just have some sort of system that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's great. Just have something that works for you and don't necessarily like have to compare yourselves to everybody, because I know that's a huge thing too. Like you kind of get on social media and start like comparing like, oh, what is this one doing? Or what is this other person doing? And kind of just do what works best for you. Yes, exactly. The comparison is, is never good. No. (laughs) So is there something that you've struggled with as a working mom? It could be either in general, or something that has been amplified by the pandemic? Because I know a lot of us this year, it's just, it seems like it's a hundred times amplified for whatever struggles we were going through before. Is there something in particular that stands out to you that you would want to talk about? Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) Pandemic-wise, patience, but I think overall, just the mom guilt. I mean, it's a constant thing in my world. It's, you know, balancing your own ambition and wanting to also be a kick-ass mom. And the worthiness factor has, has crept up in the past. I've done a lot of work on that area, I think myself. Yeah. But I think what's helped most for me when it comes to mom guilt, when I start feeling that sense kind of creep in is prioritization. 
you know, I want to be intentional. And if that's something that is creeping in and bugging me at that moment, where sometimes I like, you know, for example, I like to make it a goal for myself to spend one-on-one time with my kids when I can, because I have four kids and that can be tough in my house. Mm -hmm. If I don't plan that out in advance, that never happens because it's just chaotic here. So really prioritizing and planning ahead Mm -hmm. has been able to combat that mom guilt in a way that I'm not doing enough of this one-on-one and giving enough of that one-on-one attention to each child. And then, you know, in addition, a lot of learning and listening to mentors out there, just people that are, I look up to, that I admire how they're balancing those two very important lives that they lead of being a working woman and an awesome mother. Yeah, that's great. And I love that you mentioned kind of ties everything we've been talking about together in prioritization and planning, especially with things that we don't think often that we need to kind of write down in our planner. But if you actually do write it down, it's amazing how much more often it will get accomplished. (laughs) At least that's what I found. (laughs) No, so true. So true. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that's great. It ties everything back to just the whole planning your time, being very intentional and the time management aspect of everything. Yes. And is there any other quick advice you'd like to give to moms before I shoot over to our little lightning round questions? I would say do something nice for yourself every single day, every single day. And that doesn't need to be something, you know, huge and expensive and elaborate, although some days it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be as simple as, you know, getting your favorite Starbucks drink or getting a manicure or taking an extra five minutes in a really hot shower listening to your favorite song. Like, I mean, it should be (laughs) something just treat yourself well you know, and doing one nice thing for yourself every single day is just something I think anyone can commit to. Yes. I love that. Definitely. Even if it's only like five minutes, totally worth it to do that. So that kind of leads into my questions. I ask every guest. So the first one is what would you consider to be sort of your non-negotiable practice that you have to do every day? I think I would have to say what I mentioned earlier, which is doing my 10 to 15 minutes of journal planning every night using mm-hmm. my um, my word to your mother, a mama's guide to journal today and slay tomorrow book. Love that. And what would you say is your favorite working mom hack to get you through a hectic or difficult day? Hmm. I would say, I mean, probably my organization tool, which is my Outlook calendar. Mm -hmm. So having that brain (laughs) to be sort of my accountability, my organization. So I don't have to like, how is it all in my already very cluttered mental load? You know, I can kind of outsource that to this electronic tool. It'll remind me when I need to do things. It will, you know, organize my time for me in a sense. I just kind of pop it in there and then forget about it till 15 minutes before. 
Yeah, I love that. I would, yeah, I definitely rely on calendar reminders too. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I could, there's just too many things happening. I couldn't do it all if I didn't have those calendar reminders. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, who would you consider to be your favorite, either like podcasters, bloggers, authors, or other experts that have really influenced you over the years? Well, let's see. I have a laundry list of these, but I'll narrow it down a little bit. Marie Forleo, I love. I love her. Yes, I'm not sure. Yeah, so she's fantastic. She's just uh, such an inspiration. Uh, And I love listening to her and reading her book and just all the things. I went to her book launch in San Francisco at like 30, gosh, I don't know, 36 or 37 weeks pregnant. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I wanted to see her live and in person. But yeah, I love her. Brene Brown is Mm -hmm. another one who I I love her books. I own all of them and I've read them all. And she's just super inspiring, very vulnerable, very real, which I can, I love about her. I recently read something by Elizabeth Lyons. That was the first I'd heard of her. And oh my gosh, this woman's like my spirit animal. Okay. I don't know how I never came across her until just recently, but awesome book. If you haven't read it, it's called Enough. And I just love her writing style. I like her as a, as a person. I felt I connected very much to her when I was reading the book. So I think she's very inspirational. And let's see, Jen Hatmaker, Rachel Hollis. I mean, I could probably talk about all these incredible women all day, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get it. I love reading too. I love listening to podcasts, but definitely I'll check out the Elizabeth Lyons. I'll add that one to my list to check out. Yes. So what are you currently working on that you're most excited about? Well, I had a goal for 2020 to start my own podcast. Mm -hmm. And it is, as we record this, November. (laughs) (laughs) And I just started getting down to business on this, but it is so exciting to me. I am super pumped to get it going. Um, I'm still in the early stages and nonetheless, even if it doesn't launch till January, which I think right now it probably won't launch till January and that's okay. I'm still making it happen and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that so much. So I actually... Don't feel bad because I had this goal to start this podcast for about two years and then I finally pushed launch on it this past spring. So, and sometimes it's just, it like, it doesn't matter how long it took you to get there, but you got there, right? Yeah. And you're doing it. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, for sure. So that, that's super exciting. So I, yeah, definitely I'll look out for that podcast launch and So where can people find you online? Where do you hang out most often? And just tell them a little bit about where they could follow you. Sure. So best place to check out what I'm doing is my website, which is mamaworkit.com, M-A-M-A, workit.com. And you can subscribe for free. I will give you my six morning mama glamour tips if you do. And I usually tell my subscribers for anything new coming out, anything exciting happening, new blog posts. So always great to follow along on the website. 
And then of course on social media. So I am on Instagram and Facebook at the handle at let mama work it. Perfect. And in terms of your planner, can people purchase that as well? Yes. So that is available on Amazon as well as time management. And also you can access that via the website or my Instagram bio or any place like that. Awesome. I will definitely include all of the links to all of those in the show notes as well. So everybody can get all of those goodies if they're interested in those. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Marissa, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me today. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun chat. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. So in coming out of that conversation with Marissa, I just wanted to go over some of the main things that we talked about and just how we can better implement some of these time management topics and skills that we were talking about without going crazy, without feeling too overwhelmed that like we have to be doing it all. So I thought it was really great how Marissa talked about like the biggest challenges that moms face when trying to manage their time. So for example, like the mom guilt, the selfish less culture, and the fact that we sometimes think we are not worthy of doing things that we want to do for ourselves, which is so not true. I think my biggest challenge personally with managing time is sort of fitting in all of the things that I know I have to do for myself in order to operate at my best potential self. So I know that I have to get my morning yoga in the morning because if I don't, it throws my whole day off and I can't fully accomplish other things I set out to do. And I'm not mentally all present because I haven't taken that time to decompress and to completely clear my mind, which I do in my morning yoga session. So I think a takeaway is just we really need to take a step back and evaluate what are those things that you need to be scheduling into your day to make you run more optimally, not only you know, for your career or for what you're working on professionally, but for yourself, for your family, and just for all the pieces of your life that you know, if you schedule those things in daily, that you're ultimately going to be setting yourself up for better success in all areas of your life. So that leads into the next piece of advice we talked about, which was planning into being really intentional with your time. And when you have a plan, you can accomplish so much more. I can't stress this enough. So I am very, very guilty of sometimes just flying by the seat of my pants because, you know, I let things get in the way of what I want to accomplish. And I'm so trying to work on that. So talking to Marissa just brought up a lot of good ideas about how to plan and be more intentional with my time when I am planning for the week. 
And she said, you know, this doesn't have to take a lot of time. Sit down, take no more than 10 or 15 minutes and plan two to three things to do the next day. And writing it down really helps whether you're a planner person or not. You can always write it down in a note in your phone too if you don't like paper planners. But writing it down really gets it out of your brain and onto paper. So that's really a step that is going to help you accomplish this. Think about a word to reflect on for the next day. So what do you want to do the next day? Maybe you want your word to be rest. Maybe you really need a rest day. So write down rest and then really intentionally follow through on that the next day. And then reflect on the day you just had. So it doesn't have to be like a huge like journaling process, but maybe one or two sentences. Write down about the day you just had and reflect on it because that also helps get it out of your brain and helps you process things. And in, you know, wrapping it up, we talked about a little bit about when you feel good, you do good. So when you're feeling good about what you're setting out to do and being intentional in your life, you feel better, you do better, you accomplish your goals more. So I thought that was a really great conversation with Marissa. And don't forget to check out her planner that she will have available so you guys can follow the process she uses to plan her days. So you can go to her Instagram at Mama Work It or her website and find all her resources there. And thank you so much for listening in to another episode. And I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today to Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for all the links to what we've talked about today. Also, head on over to theworkingmomcollective.com to sign up for my free five-day challenge for creating a working mom non-negotiable routine. We've all been there stressed out, burnt out, and overwhelmed as working moms handling all of the things. My free challenge will walk you through step-by-step my exact method for creating a working mom routine that takes you from burnout to actually waking up and feeling great about your day. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you have a few minutes. Tell your working mom friends and anyone else that might be interested in this content. I'd love as many moms as possible to gain value from the podcast. If you'd like to nominate someone or yourself to be a guest, please contact me at kelly at theworkingmomcollective.com. I am so happy you chose to listen in today. And I cannot wait to dive into next week's topic with you.